have been dog sitting, kind of partially dog sitting, going over and, and checking on a friend's dog for the past three days. Um, and <laughs> her name is Rosie and she is ancient. She oh, is really just what are we talking. I am. I honestly am not sure. I need to ask Shauna her age, but like, it's also that thing of like, I don't know, this dog could be 12, but just not doing great. But she's probably like 16 is is my guess. Like, she's just an old, old, old girl. Dog. She's yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. of like terrier, little terrier mix. Um, So she's just like really wiry. And like, <laughs> it's been <laughs> it's been such a funny dog watching experience because she just wants to be left alone. Like, yeah, she normally I would probably st- try and stop by a lot or like stay there. But it's like she does not want me here. Like mm-hmm. she's much happier if I just drop off the food, give her pills and leave her alone. <laughs> like that is her. Home. I have such respect and like empathy with that position. <laughs> it's so the opposite. I, it feels so weird to just be like, OK, I'm just going to make sure she's still doing all right and then just feed her like um and she does she need walking much no she can barely she's like okay so she's missing most of her teeth (laughs) like she's she's you know she's uh mostly blind i'm pretty sure pretty deaf she doesn't respond very much when you talk to her so it seems like she's either deaf or just does not care um so but she like her her, basically she has she can get up the steps that lead to the bed that she sleeps on which is like she has taken over that bed because she's just like kind of you know she's old she's kind of crusty like she's just Mm -hmm. her 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 traces of her are all over the bed in a way that's like you love this dog she's really destroyed your bed um (laughs) Wow. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's that thing of like, I don't, to be honest, I don't know how much longer she has left. So I think it's just yeah. keeping her comfortable. Um, But so she's up there and she can get up and down the steps to the bed. Some, I think she's just like remembers the path really well too and can just see enough. Yeah. Um, And then she hops down. There's pee pads like throughout the house that she uses to go to the bathroom. So I just like yeah. switch those out. Um, she does, there's a doggy door that she starts to go out and then she's like, never mind. And then she'll just go to one of the pee pads. <laughs> she's like, ah, I don't want to go out there. Too cold. Oh. Um, and yeah, she, we, we give her pills and her like, she eats like, basically you have to water down her food a ton. Um, so she's sort of oh, like, so she, it's mushy enough for her to like, yeah gummily chew on yeah oh that's so sweet it's basically like oatmeal (laughs) i every day i'm like i prep her little oatmeal drink um yeah and that's and then she's like don't she doesn't want to be touched she gets a little snappy she's like leave just leave me alone (laughs) i was like all right girl you got it that's so fair enough though like she's seen it all she's done it all yeah she just wants her space yes to reflect on like the long and happy life she's lived. Yeah. And she's like, uh, You're not my person. You smell weird. I don't just, just go on. away. Go away. Give me my little yeah. treats and go. Um, but I think it's so funny. She's That is funny. That's so cute. Yeah. Like, that's a very cute image. <laughs> yeah. Bless her. She's just I ancient. do love old dogs. Like there's just something about like an old 
it's the energy is so different to when you're around young dogs as well like they're just so chill oh yeah you know? yeah like, like um my best friend's dog passed away i think it was last year or was the year before mm-hmm. time has stopped meaning stuff since covid so <laughs> yeah. i'm not even really sure but um her name was dizzy she was a cavalier king charles mm-hmm. she was the best dog in the world they got her as a puppy like just as me and my best friend met so she very much was like with us for our whole friendship so Aww. i was gutted when we lost her and um yeah by the end she would like hobble around the block for her and like but she was so like um internally she didn't know that she wasn't a puppy and so she was just so confused by the fact that she like had this old lady dog body and like emily my best friend had to get like a like a thing to put one of those cone not like a cone but like a thing because she got kind of blind yeah you know those things that they put on so that she bumps into stuff it's like you know what i mean like like a thing uh Sort of like a like cone, a but a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a shield. Her to bump into stuff, but she was just so confused. Like I don't understand why I'm limping because I feel Aww. so young at heart. But she, they're just so sweet when they're that age as well. You're just like, I want to give you everything. Yes, you're, and we just like kept being like, you know, she. We're just gonna follow. We're trying to guide her so she doesn't bump into too many walls, and just yeah, there she goes. There she goes. Oh, it's so sweet. Um, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Um, it was small. Uh, we went. Grant and I went over to a friend's house. Um, um they have a like one and a half year old child. Um, wow, a human, a human baby. Yeah, they have a human yeah. baby. Wow, no, it's, it was uh Bailey the dog we were dog sitting for. Oh, her parents. Um, Bailey has a has a kid. Bailey, <laughs> yeah, Bailey has a daughter. <laughs> yeah, human daughter. Um, or a sibling, a human sibling. Um, yeah. So we went there and Grant's mom came as well. And, uh, one other friend. So it was pretty small, but we just Uh ate a bunch of food and, uh, that's the whole holiday really. That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to explain to Ella (laughs) the tradition of sweet potatoes. (laughs) We got into such a like long (laughs) conversation yesterday about like weird food like weird it started off as like weird american food and then it just started off and then it became like the genesis of weird food yeah. because we we basically ended up down a rabbit hole looking at how everything was like gelatin based yes. in like the 50s and 60s and there's some truly horrific stuff just we like came across. shrimp and peanut butter like jello jelly like <laughs> it's so, it so gross um but that started because i was like like no offense but you guys have odd food and the two things i referenced were like the the way that a salad isn't doesn't always have vegetables like sometimes it's like cottage (laughs) cheese and jelly and stuff which is just like baffling and then the other thing was like the sweet potato thing that you do with marshmallows yes so the sweet potato and what's what the funnier part to me is like that's not dessert that That's is- what I couldn't believe because I have seen pictures of that before. Like back in the back in like Buzzfeed's heyday, around yeah. this time of year, it was always like, "What, what holiday dish are you?" Or like, "What yeah. holiday are you?" Based on the food, you're like, I don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? The kind of thing. So I would see those pictures of sweet potatoes with like, like mar- like torched marshmallows yes. on top. But my assumption was that that was a sweet potato <laughs> pie. Like that was a pudding. Yeah. It's not a pudding. You eat it next to your turkey with gravy. Yeah. 
Yeah. My favorite thing is like marshmallows and gravy. Like, why don't more people discuss this? It's well, it's also funny because I think we so a couple years ago we hosted Thanksgiving here, and some friends were like, "I've never had this before." Like, and some were like, "Oh yeah, we always did." So it's definitely like I thought regional, but it seems more just family specific. Like whatever weird stuff your family happens to have made is like what you end up thinking is normal. Totally, totally. Um, but like, but yeah, it's 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 marshmallows. Um, okay, so you make the sweet potatoes. It's usually with like a lot of brown sugar and butter and cinnamon, and then you that's pudding. That's dessert. Yeah, but it goes on the dinner plate. Um, next to the regular mashed potatoes, which yep. I assume have like garlic and herbs and onions and stuff. Yep. Yep. And here's the thing: it shouldn't work, but it it all tastes good together. <laughs> no, I I can kind of see that because like, you know, I like a like a sweet and salty combo is enjoyable. Yeah. Like I I get it in theory. I guess it's kind of like having uh honey roast ham or yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Something like it's one of those. Thing. Like I get I do understand it in theory. Yeah, it's just it's marshmallow and gravy. I just keep tripping it's up on that image. Weird. I I also like it's so funny because. It's not like any, well, maybe somebody does, but like we only eat those weird foods once a year at Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not, I maybe, I know some people do, do similar meals on Christmas, but other than that, it's like just this one day a year you make some of the weirdest food possible. Um, yeah. And everybody loves it though. I'd absolutely love to know the origin of sweet potato and marshmallow as a Thanksgiving dish. Like, is did, <laughs> was is it was it popular amongst the colonizers like i'm just curious like i'd I'd love to know where it came from yeah that sounds real good it's good yeah um and did the pets have a good thanksgiving did they just did you did you bring them back a little bit of turkey like what was the vibe i just gave them a little bit extra of like their wet food i was like this is your thanksgiving this is fine I don't have you anything. don't know. You don't know. And also, because we didn't have it at our house, it's not like they had to deal with smelling a bunch of good food all day. It was like, they're yeah. fine. Um, how's how's your not Thanksgiving? How was your... My not Thanksgiving was was very normal. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, took advantage of Black Friday shopping to right. do all my Christmas shopping. Um, and then otherwise, what have we been up to? What did I do yesterday? Literally, what did I do yesterday? I think we just did like a, we did we did kind of a seasonal clean. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, which Percy Percy hates it when we do seasonal cleans. Percy's been a bit of a terror this week. Um, I had a really just busy week with work stuff. I was in a bunch of schools, which is probably why I still have this cold a month oh, later yeah. because I keep going into schools, I guess, and just getting like <laughs> re ill from all the germs in schools. But um. So I was in schools a lot and a lot of them were far away. So I just had a few like very long days back to back. And I know that like a lot of people wake up at 6am for work and get home at, you know, six or seven. Yeah. Like, but, but that is not usual for me. So it's quite a lot to adjust to when my body clock is like, I fall asleep at like three in the morning. Yeah. And I wake up at like nine, 10. Yeah. Yeah. So for them to be like trying to fall asleep and then wake up at <sighs> six, it just threw me off. Yeah. Anyway, so I had a long week and then on Thursday, I get home from work. All I want to do is like listen to some soothing music, get into bed with a herbal tea, read my new book 
and Percy pees on my bed. Oh. Just out. And I, it's like she knew, like, and truly there was absolutely no reason for her to behave this way. She just was like, yeah, I, I feel like making your day harder. Peed on my bed. <laughs> like. It's so don't know mean. Why. It's, it's so mean. Uh, and it's like you do the check of like, is there something wrong? Like, what's the problem? Like, but it's not like in the past where she's had like cystitis where she's like had problems peeing or anything. Right. She's just felt like being spiteful. Oh, yeah. Like, she's been absolutely fine since. So that was frustrating. And then today we decided to take her for a walk mm-hmm. because like occasionally I go. So Percy is very much like an indoor girl. Yeah. But then sometimes I'm like, I see all these videos and pictures of people walking their Bengals and like, we don't do it as much as we used to. And I'll explain why. But occasionally I'm like, oh, we really should. Like poor Percy cooped up inside. Like, let's go on a walk. And it just, it ends up being so futile because she just refuses to get out of her bag. And it's not because she's scared. It's because she doesn't like the cold. Yeah. Like there's no like flat ears, nervousness, puffed up tail, anything. She's completely calm. She's just like, that seems unpleasant. No, thank you. Yeah. And so like, I mean, I posted a video of it to the story, the Comfort Creatures Instagram story of me just like walking with Percy in the bag on my front and her little head like poking out the top, just like very like interested and curious about yeah. the world going by, but with absolutely no desire to interact with it. And then there's a, I, I tried to like tip her out the bag at one point and she honestly is clinging onto this bag like, no, no. Uh-uh. I'm not touching the wet, cold grass. Don't make me do it, mum. That's fair. So we went on a walk with Percy in the bag, <laughs> <laughs> watching the world go by. Yeah. And then at one point, so at first her head was like poking over the top of the bag. Then she like nestled deeper in, like not even looking out, just like in the bag, yeah. looking out through the little side panel. And then I looked down and she was just asleep in the bag. And I was like, <laughs> right, okay. We could have just been inside. Yeah. We? Like this, you, do, you don't care at <laughs> all. <laughs> you're uh, bored so, so, yeah, you're, you're bored nap. you want to go home and then we get back <laughs> we get back home and literally like the second we get to the door she wakes up she leaps out the bag she runs through the hallway to our front door and is like pacing at our feet as we unlock the door like so excited to get inside <sighs> and immediately like snuggles into her chair like oh yeah this is where I'm meant to be <laughs> so it's fine She's not an outdoor girly. It's okay. Yeah. And that's fine. That's. No, I get it. It's cold. It's cold. Like, yeah. I fully understand. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll try again in spring. <laughs> exactly. Um, this week, we're talking about dragonflies. Yeah. And I can't believe we haven't talked about I, dragonflies yet. You know? It was shocking. Um. May's days in our Discord group suggested it. And I was genuinely like immediately texted Ella because I was like, how did we skip this? I don't know. I really, it feels so on brand for us. Yeah. Um, so. so I'm really excited about that. Um, I've yeah. got some info and Ella has some myths. And then we also have a Ready Pet Go from Regina and Barbara. Um, and a quick little um, Arthur the Aardvark update that a couple people sent in. Oh, fun! Yeah, yeah, so... Okay, cool. It's gonna be fun. Okay, Ella, are you ready for me to um, info dump all the things I learned about dragonflies onto you? 
Yeah, absolutely can't <laughs> wait. Go for it. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> they're so cool. Also, I like. Mm. It's one of the ones where I got like kind of overwhelmed because I was like, "Oh no, everything I learned is cool, and this is just a lot yeah. of <laughs> stuff." Um, they are so cool. They're so cool. Okay, so dragonflies. If for, first of all, one of the my dad loves an insect fun fact, and one that he like always says is that uh, dragonflies can't walk, which they can only they can perch and then they can they can fly, but they can't walk. Um, so that's, I'm going to start with that's that. That's so cool. Right? So, yeah. okay, dragonflies. Visually, they look uh, like a little, you know, uh, a tube with gorgeous wings attached. Mm. Um, they are, they live on every continent but Antarctica. Um, they have the, they have four horizontal wings. Um, and they can also... This is like a little overview. They can also live in both freshwater and saltwater, which is very rare for insects. Um, yeah. There are certain species like the seaside dragonlet that can produce offspring in environments saltier than even typical seawater. So like you'll find them in like salt bogs and things like that. So they're very good at surviving, um, which makes sense because um, there are around 7,000 species of true dragonflies alive today. Um, and then the closely related uh, damselflies, they're in the from the group Odonta, um, and that goes back 325 million years. Whoa! Wait, what? Yeah. So what are damselflies? So okay, so I looked this up. They're very similar. Um, the difference between the two are that the eyes on a dragonfly are bigger. The bodies are bigger. They're like. Dragonflies are kind of the chunkier ones, and damselflies right. are a little bit more slender, um, more, of a, mm. more of a damsel. Um, <laughs> and then they have slightly different wings. The damselflies' wings kind of uh, taper towards the base. And I think the, the easiest way to tell is if they're resting, dragonflies, like, when they land, like, their, their wings stay out like a plane, whereas damselflies kind of pull their wings back. And they look more I like. I totally know. Does that make sense? Which, uh, yeah, I've, I've so seen both. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I think that's the easiest way to tell. Like, dragonflies are definitely thicker, but if you don't have a damselfly next to compare it to, you might not be able to tell. But if they land, it's really obvious. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so, same family, just slightly different. 325 million years old, which is insane. Yeah, um, crazy. Dragonflies were some of the first winged insects to evolve and. So modern dragonflies have wingspans of like two to five inches, which is pretty big. Like a five inch dragonfly is pretty large. Um, but fossil dragonflies have been found with wingspans up to two feet. They were dragons. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I need I just need to work out what two feet is. Yes. I'm five foot four. So that's like nearly half of me. Yes. Just wings Two of feet. a bug. What is? I need something. As uh, a, it's half as of a... you. Like hold out your arm. That's one of your arms. Basically, would be about two feet. <laughs> That's so big. <laughs> How big were their bodies then? I don't know. I mean, we have fossils, so we can probably. This is, I guess, look upable, but huge, huge. They were like us size. <laughs> yeah. like I like each like my arms a dragonfly's wing. Like, well, no, because that that's both wings. 
So it'd be they'd be like child size. Child, <laughs> like a okay, like child. A, a, that's still a big bug. <laughs> that's a huge bug. That and uh, truly kind of terrifying. Yeah, slightly. There, like if it came flying at your head. Yes, like gorgeous tiny you would, you would little duck. dragonfly. Wow, so many beautiful colors. But then like that, absolutely horrifying. Don't want to see yeah, that. Yeah, huge. Wow. <laughs> the name Odonata means toothed one in Greek. And it refers to their like really strong mandibles. They have like very strong jaws. Um, and they can't pierce human skin, luckily. Like with, they don't go that far down. But if they could, it would probably hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the name dragonfly, so dragon comes from the Romanian word drake, which is also where you get Dracula. Um, and that's just, yeah, it means devil or dragon. Um, so it was probably called the devil's fly because of their crazy wow. look. And it turned into dragonfly at some point. Um, but I don't think that there's a super clear lineage of that word. I think it was sort of, the other thing is like, they also look like tiny dragons, so I don't... They do look like tiny dragons. <laughs> okay, so they're incredible flying at flying. Like, they are... There's almost nothing that can fly as well as them. They can... A, they can reach speeds up to 35 miles an hour, which I, I, got, I saw two reports. I saw one that said 18 miles per hour and one that said 35. Um, but either way, that's very fast. And I'm sorry I didn't uh, convert it to kilometers, but... It's fast. It's too fast for yeah, a bug to be going. Yeah, that is so far. Um, they can fly straight up and down. They can hover like a helicopter. And they can also uh, fly backwards, which I don't fully understand. It's this incredible flying also makes them like incredible hunters. So they catch their prey with their feet um, midair. Like they do all their hunting while flying. And then they can... Uh, they can judge the speed and trajectory of the prey and like target it and adjust their flight path and intercept prey. And they have like a 90 to 95% um, like success rate in, when, in, when hunting. I said that crazy, but that's insane. Yeah. They're like, they're kind of apex predators. Yeah. <laughs> they're Thank so... God they're so small now. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. There's giant, like those giant mandibles, big, horrifying horrifying um yeah they just fly around and catch things and then uh basically like eat the bug mid-flight also they're just flying cool. around taking the heads off of little bugs um and then they have these incredible eyes like when you think of a dragonfly i think you they're known for their like bulging two eyes they have these compound eyes and they sort of have like thirty thousand eyes basically Instead of just one, because they have those like tiny, smaller um, sort of discs that make up their eye. Wow. Um, and those are called amatidia. And all of those give information to the insect surroundings. And so they basically have almost 360 degree vision. Um, they have one That's small insane. blind spot. So they're like incredible, which also, again, why they hunt so well. Um they can, like, yeah. see a single insect in a swarm and then just, like, beeline to it. So they're they're a little terrifying if you're, like, yeah. a if you're a mosquito or a fly. I would avoid. But beautiful if you're a human. The other thing I thought was really interesting. So the kind of life cycle of them is very the, – the time that they are an actual dragonfly is super short. So they begin their lives in the water. Um, 
and the females hover over bodies of fresh water. They dip their abdomens, laying eggs that catch in about seven to eight days. And these are called naiads or nymphs. And I love the babies. Oh, are, cool. Right? Cool. Real cool. <laughs> yeah. Real, real cool. Love that. Um, so these little nymphs stay in the water for three years. Um, they are just hunting aquatic insects and mosquito larvae or little fish even if they're tiny enough. And they have a big like lower jaw that just reaches out and opens up sideways and they just snatch prey in the water. So they're just little, they're dragonfly nymphs for most of their life. Um, and then... They also, the nymphs get around by propelling themselves quickly by sucking water into their abdomen and spitting it out. They, like, create a little jet. Um, Wait, that's how they move. Yeah, that's how they, like, especially quickly. They just spit Sucking water, water into, so they fart through the water is what you're telling me. I'd say they burp. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's a burp. Um, the best thing ever. <laughs> These beautiful nymphs burp through the water <laughs> um, and they uh, they undergo about 15 uh, between six and 15 molts before they um, are fully emerged as dragonflies. Um, wow. And the molt cycle is like also insane. So they um, they crawl out of the water. The exoskeleton cracks open and releases the insect's abdomen, which has been like packed in like a telescope. The four what? wings come out, and then they dry and harden over the next several hours to days, like usually around 12 hours. Um, so they just, like, have to, like, wait for their wings to harden. Um, but those adults, the ones that we're used to seeing, only live about a month. Oh, that's sad. Isn't it? And it's just weird to me how many I've seen knowing, like, there's only a month of their lifespan in that yeah. cycle. Um, and just... You know, impact-wise, dragonflies, they're very important to their environments, both as predators, like we talked about. They eat a lot of mosquitoes, which is great for us. Um, and all their, like, either good prey for other, like, fish and birds because they're a good-sized bite. Um, but also, because these insects require stable oxygen levels and clean water, scientists consider them to be a reliable bioindicators of the health of an eco ecosystem. So if you're seeing dragonflies, it's like, okay, this is probably a good thing and then when you don't see them it's like uh oh something's off oh that's really interesting and mm -hmm. i think feeds into some some of the myths oh awesome yeah i think that's mainly everything i learned i'm sorry i said it all really fast i got really excited no, that was fascinating okay great um that's so yeah cool. they're basically just incredible little flying helicopters of death um yeah and i love them yeah, beware all mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. Which is great because I hate getting bitten by mosquitoes. Oh, my God. So yeah. I really appreciate them for that. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, that's interesting, the idea that they're a good kind of indicator of the biohealth of an area because I there are lots of uh, kind of myths which, you know, as with most myths, have like basis in fact and reality mm -hmm. um, about dragonflies being indicators of good luck mm. and prosperity and good health. So often cultures will make wishes on dragonflies and if you if you see them and then, you know, thinking that they'll come true. Um, but also fishermen use dragonflies as an indicator of good fishing route, good fishing areas. So if there were lots of dragonflies in an area, it normally meant there were lots of fish about. I assume because 
that probably means that, like yeah the water is clean yeah um, there's biodiversity which means there's lots of fish which means there's lots of dragonflies yeah so that's good and then if a that. dragonfly hovered near a fisherman the fisherman would think that yeah i'm gonna have a good fishing Ooh. day today so that's really interesting yeah um in japan dragonflies are a symbol of good fortune um the dragonfly often appears in a lot of japanese poetry representing strength and happiness the red dragonfly is seen as sacred um apparently one name for japan is the island of the dragonfly because of the shape oh. uh it supposedly looks like a dragonfly at rest so that's interesting and then uh there's a legend about the 21st emperor i'm gonna have a couple of this mm-hmm. yuri yuri akatenvo yuri akatenvo um, the 21st emperor of Japan, who apparently whilst out hunting was bitten by an insect, um, a horsefly or a mosquito, depending on your source. Mm-hmm. And the dragonfly appeared and ate the insect and stopped the insect continuing to attack and it rescued the the, the emperor. That's so awesome. that's really cool. Um, then there's also a Japanese Buddhist tradition uh, involving the ancestors' spirits. And it's, there's a belief that ancestral spirits uh, ride dragonflies like winged mounts <gasps> during Bon, which is a festival in mid-August, where the spirits return to the living. Um, and then some people also believe that the dragonflies are the souls themselves. And there are lots of kind of, um, I think it's a common thing with butterflies as well, that there are lots of like stories about dragonflies being uh, stand-ins for souls. So I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, um, I love that. The idea of like returning souls riding dragonflies yeah it's amazing which is why children aren't allowed to like bother dragonflies because and supposedly during bond people welcome dragonflies into their home because it's like they believe it's their ancestors returning temporarily which is lovely um so in europe Mm -hmm. um there are some slightly different stories um first of all there are over 150 different names for dragonflies in germany whoa which is so interesting um which include um oh gosh and I did German in school, and I'm absolutely about to butcher this. Okay. Um, Tufelsnadel, which means the devil's needle. Um, Wasserhexe, which means water witch. And Tufelsferd, which means the devil's horse. Okay. That's fun. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, devil's horse. That's cool. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, in, there's a story of German origin where a vicious princess rode around her kingdom. Um and she one day she encountered a man who tried to speak to her and she ordered him to get out of her way so she rode over him on her horse and then the man cursed her to always be joined to her horse and so she and her horse became one and transformed into the dragonfly whoa love it i know yeah i love it too it's so goth yeah um and then there's a romanian tale where the devil was seen trying to cross a lake and a fisherman refused to carry him in his boat so the devil adopted the form of a winged insect to fly across, which is the dragonfly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for some reason in Europe, dragonflies ended up being associated with the devil or yeah. black magic. Oh, it's kind of the opposite of like a good luck yeah. in other places where there's like net really, bad luck. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It, it seems quite like tied to Western Christianity, doesn't it? So yeah. I wonder kind of why Any- anything that, anything with the word like, yeah, that, that etymological origin of like Dracus, yes. Dracon, dragon, like snake, devil. anything like that is like yes. scares people. <laughs> also, anytime um, there's a story that says like someone saw the devil, for some reason, I always imagine. Um, do you remember him from Powerpuff Girls? Yes, That's always. who I picture. 
and he's totally, just trying yeah. to cross the river in his little high heels. <laughs> it's like, leave him alone. <laughs> and then there's another story, apparently from Romanian folklore, uh, where the dragonfly was actually a horse ridden by St. George. Um, and what, so St. George went to rid the mythical town of Silence of the dragon that lived in the town's pond. And after wounding the dragon, leashed the dragon and gave it to the town's princess. And then St. George's horse became a giant flying insect when cursed by the devil. So that's like an interesting, like, other version of the other Romanian yeah. story, isn't it? Weird. Okay. Yeah. Really weird. So basically, <laughs> in Europe, dragonflies are seen as being in some way demonic, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like all the best things are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Black cats, mm-hmm. smart women, dragonflies. <laughs> like, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. I'll- um. A uh, a witch yeah. with a giant dragonfly familiar is cool. Oh, so cool! Right? So cool. Like, now I'm like, which? Where can I work this yeah. into something that I'm writing? Like, how can I do this? I love that as an idea. Yeah, really cool. But yeah, so those are the two kind of the the few good ones that I found. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, but super interesting the way that they are in some places seen as being like bad luck, and in other places seen as really good luck. Mm-hmm um yeah i also just love doing this i we got it we'll have to do more fun insects because there's so many yeah like so interesting so so many so great also thanks again for suggesting this i love yeah. it yeah love it Folks, we get it. Keeping up with an actual play podcast in this economy is a tough sell. That's why we have great news for you. The Adventure Zone is changing up its format. We're going to be doing some shorter seasons, more experimental stuff. There's never been a better time to get on board the zone. And if you're sick of listening to our voices, we get that too. So we're including some guests Uh, on this upcoming one. We've got Kate Welch and Gabe Hicks, who are incredible. And you want us to try out some new games? You got it. We've got the new Marvel Multiverse RPG. We're using that and with a really brilliant GM doing it. It's dad. And what he's saying is it's dad. Dad so is doing it. It's yeah. dad doing it. You can listen every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm glad you said that because nobody says that. Can I just say thank you to you for such a thoughtful interview? Oh, my God. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Bullseye. Interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. Listen to the Bullseye podcast only from NPR and Maximum Fun. So we got this Arthur the Aardvark update from two different listeners. So thank you to um, both Emily and Alter. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. So Arthur the Aardvark, we were complaining, I guess this was a few episodes ago, um, that he looks nothing like an aardvark in the cartoon. Because he doesn't. He doesn't. He looks like a, a bear. Yeah. Maybe. But apparently the show is based on a book from 1976. And the book is called Arthur's Nose. Um, and Unbelievable. The whole book is about how he's self-conscious about his big long nose and he wants to go, he goes to like a rhinologist to get a little rhinoplasty to get a nose job. And he's, <laughs> and then he, um, and his whole family is like, I don't know, Arthur, I think your nose is nice. He's like, nah, this is, this is a big ugly schnoz. And then at the very end, he changes his mind and he's like, you know what? I'm just not me without my nose. Um, oh. And so it's a really sweet book about like, 
your image and, you know, feeling confident about yourself. And it's so funny. It's so typical Hollywood that they make a show and then he's got a little nose. Like the one thing that is like the key defining trait of his character. Why bother adapting it then if you're just going to completely destroy the heart of the story? Oh, justice for Arthur's nose. Bring back the big nose. Bring back the big nose. And there's also a fun um, like chart that shows the way that Arthur has like changed over time, like his appearance. And it's it feels like one of those plastic surgery things where it's like, oh yeah, start out with like a beautiful aardvark nose. And then like every year gets smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> Until he's just a bear. Until he's just a different guy. Like a cute little teddy bear. Like isn't Hollywood even the creature he's him. supposed to be. Yeah. Honestly, so Hollywood. Yes. He got a- addicted to plastic surgery, I guess. Yeah, thank you for that update. Yes. I really want them to remake it with his actual nose. Yeah, right? Give Yeah, justice for, for Arthur's nose. Or give me yeah. a spinoff of just his nose. <laughs> you can do that. Now. Just the nose. <laughs> okay, we have a ready pet go from Regina and Barbara. This is very exciting to me because the main character in my new book is called Regina. So whenever <gasps> I see that name pop up, I'm like, oh, love it. Um, okay, ready? Oh, no, wait, I don't need to say that yet, do I? <laughs> no, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Hello, Alexis and Ella. First off, I've been a fan since day one. I was late to Can I Pet Your Dog and wasn't ready for it to end. Thank you for taking that community with you and making it even bigger. Oh, Oh, that makes me so happy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm a dog person and that's in quotation marks, which we appreciate. But limiting yourself to just one perfect creature in this world is asking to miss all the other wonderful things to learn about and love. Thank you, be- thank you for being the joy in my day every episode. I have what I think is an impressive list of dogs that I could write a Ready Pet Go about. I'll put the list at the bottom so you can enjoy the names. I have been hoping to, hoping to write one as an update on my Mutt Minute that I did near the end of Can I Pet Your Dog on my fur nephew, Reggie. Regtown, USA lost its major part this past March at the age of almost 18. <gasps> And I have wanted to pay him tribute, but I'm just not ready yet. So maybe one day. Totally fair enough. Yeah. Sorry for the long-winded preface. You can read out as much or as little (laughs) as you choose on the show. How about all of it? (laughs) It's just nice to know that you're talking to people who understand. But now I have a new love in my life that I want to tell you about. Ready? Pet. I grew up with all dogs in a strictly dog family. My fiancé grew up with all cats in a strictly cat family. I'm allergic to cats. So naturally now we have a perfect, beautiful cat named Barbara. Don't worry, I'm getting allergy shots and she will have a little dog sister as soon as we can afford it. She's nine months old as of Halloween and all black from nose to tail tip. She does have one white hair in her left eyebrow, though. She's rescued from Puerto Rico and she's very chatty. But unfortunately for her, both of her moms only know English. She's the most beautiful cat in the world and she is named after her great, great aunt Barbara. Her nicknames include Barb. Babs, Babsby, Bab- Babalicious, Babsparilla, Lil Inkblot, <laughs> Squid Ink Ravioli, The Void, <laughs> The Night, <laughs> Night Fury, The Tiny Panther. She mostly just loves any time we sing her name with a, her particular favorites being Barbara Ann by the Beach Boys, without the Ann, and Barbara Manatee from VeggieTales. <laughs> her favorite activities include the Neighborhood Watch, Sleeping in Her Tower, Nightly Parkour, Sitting in the shower while it's on, but don't get her wet. Chasing the dot, 
protecting us from bugs, hunting all things attached to sticks, and any string in the house belongs solely to her. She did gleefully murder an entire family of succulents, and she will eat anything small and rubbery. But there is nothing she loves more than watching an ice cube slowly disappear in her water fountain. <laughs> Don't go near the freezer unless you plan to get her an offering. She will scream... Uh, both if you give her one and if you don't. <laughs> she is very sneaky and deeply offended when you catch her while she's sneaking. Though she does tend to forget that when she's openly sneaking through the middle of the room in the middle of the day, it doesn't matter so much that she is the night. She likes us all to be home and has a hammock that she sulks in every time we get ready for work. We have dubbed it her shame hammock. She will also sit in, <laughs> she will also sit in front of the door to inform us we are not allowed to leave. She particularly doesn't like when the couch cuddles mom is gone during the day and when the bed cuddles mom is gone at night, as then she is left with the less desirable secondary cuddle option. I firmly believe she prefers to cuddle me in the bed because she can tell it's hard for me to breathe and it's very sweet of her to worry. Though her cuddles are the opposite of what I need, I'll never tell her that. I could, however, do without her waking me up by putting her whole tiny head in my mouth. <laughs> She loves all people, even her small human cousins. She has a purr that will wake the dead, and she brings us more joy than we could ever have asked for. It's been a big learning curve for me. For example, on the first night we had her, we just went to bed while she roamed free in our house, and it blew my mind. But I have always wanted a black cat, and now I get to pet and hold and love this perfect baby girl, our firstborn, for her whole life. I'll let, let you know when her first fur siblings comes around to terrorize her. I cannot wait for this update. Yes. Um, I have questions about allergy shots. If people mm. want to email me about them, that would be great. Because that's just never a thing that I've been offered. Really? And might change my life. So, yeah. And it's wild because I'm the most allergic person, like, ever. You really are. And uh, and I just don't know if it's, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe huh. it's not as common here. I don't know. But that's, that's a good tip that I'm going to look into. Yeah. But for now, Barbara's furry family tree. Yes. So... Family dogs. Misty, Shadow, Fenway, Wrigley, Tess, Maisie, Goober, Reggie. Ugh, love it. <laughs> Georgia, Comiskey. Yeah. Great American Ballpark, <laughs> a.k.a. Gabby. <laughs> Waffles, Bacon, Beatrice. Family cats. Costco cat, <laughs> a.k.a. AKA CC. Tips, Smokey, Roly, Oreo, Lily, Annabelle, a.k.a. Belle the Moo. Sansa, <laughs> Muse, Muse. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I got me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, it's really tickled me. <laughs> Musette, <laughs> Squeaks. This is so good. Uh, um, this is so good. Yeah, and then I put photos that. Um, yeah that we'll absolutely share because she is a beautiful, beautiful. I've always wanted a black cat I've always wanted a black cat I feel like you know I'd probably be allergic but allergy shots allergy shots or just you know you can just always be on a heavy dose of Penadryl <laughs> you'll be sleepy all the to time be, you know what that'd be great for me yeah I have trouble sleeping See? <laughs> um, she's so beautiful she's thank gorgeous. you so much I think Barbara is such an excellent name for a cat That's as well fantastic I, it's the perfect genre of human name for a cat yeah it really really is yeah it really is um i have a fun thing to end on oh yes because i'm always welcome to suggestions i'm writing another book mm -hmm. um it's gonna be a 
adult witchy fiction. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. But my witches need a familiar and they need a name for the familiar. And I don't know what animal it's going to be. And I don't know what I'm going to call it. Ooh. So all suggestions. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, please, please email those. Because that would be cool. Yeah, please email them in. Yeah. Same with more Ready Pet Goes. Uh, anything you got. But yeah, please. I'd, be, I'd love to hear what people, people say. Yeah, me too. I'll, okay, oh wait, I'll give some context so that people oh, yeah. can think. So it's going to be a familiar for two witches who have like a kind of, well, they won't, they think mm-hmm. happening. Um, so I feel like the fact that they share a familiar sort of says something about like their relationship, you know, mm-hmm. metaphor, symbolism, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I one is very like chaotic and ambitious and can be a bit ruthless. And the other is like a lot softer, sweeter, but you know, still has like a journey to go on with like being able to deal with confrontation. So they're very, they're like polar opposites. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Think, give me an animal, give me names. Yeah, that's suited for A black cat classes. called Barbara is really appealing. I can't <laughs> lie. Like, I think that's so great. It's really funny. It's so good. Yeah. So I may go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Send in your, your suggestions, but it might just be Barbara. What it might do? just be Barbara the Black Cat. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you to everyone who, who sent us things today. Uh, you can email us at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org. You can also find us on Discord and Instagram, uh, Comfort Creatures Podcast, or, you know, just you look it up. You'll figure it out. It's really easy. That's really you, you guys easy. are smart. You're smarter than me. Um, <laughs> I've been Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ella McLeod. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.